Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Craig Dyson. My wife, Kara, and I are the pastors of Convo Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. As we speak to your Monday through your Saturday, so that today you're not just coming to church, checking a religious box, okay, I went to church, that makes me a better person today. No, it doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't. It actually just puts you in an environment where you can allow your mind and your heart to be open to what God wants to speak to you today. That's what we're hoping for. And so I want to read this opening passage to you from, uh, from Galatians. And, and I'm going to read this from uh, the Passion Translation, but listen to how, listen to these words and, and, uh, and let, it just, let it kind of sink in. This is Galatians 5.22 and 23. It says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Father, I pray that in the moments that we have, the minutes that we have together today, Lord, I pray that you would open up our hearts, God, I pray that you would open up our minds, God, and help us to not be hard-hearted or to have barriers up between the truth that you're communicating to God and where we are. Uh, Father, we may not, we're, we're never gonna, in those moments, Father, realize that we, or, or be where we wanna be, Father, but I pray today that you would help us to, to be able to look back and realize we're not where we were and that you are taking us to new places. You're taking us to new levels. You're leading us in a path to unfold in what you created us to be, Father, and I pray that our hearts would be open today to receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. 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 It's a beautiful day outside, and uh, we're going we're gonna to get you to the sunshine here in no time. But, uh, but before that, I feel like I've got something that if we lean into it today, it's going to encourage you, it's going to inspire you, it's going to build you up, it's going to build faith inside of you. And, and, and I want you to understand that wherever you find yourself today, God has greater for you. And that doesn't mean that where you're at isn't good. It doesn't mean that where you're at is in progress from where you used to be. But you need to understand that God is an infinite God. And there is that, 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 connect, that God seed inside of you that is connecting you to something so much greater than where you currently are. And so there's a, I want to tell you a quick story. How many of you love, uh, and I know this can be kind of a, you know, you never know because sometimes I don't like it. How many of you love the fact that your phone is not necessarily connected to a cord? Anybody, like you're, you're, you're grateful. Now, I know this is gonna like, this whole topic is gonna like date people generationally and that's okay. But uh, so I did a little search because I'm like, when did the first like wireless cell phone thing come out? And it was actually invented in 1970. There was a guy by the name of Marty Cooper, what a cool name. And he actually invented the technology in the first wireless cell phone. Although it never, I don't think it actually came to market until about 1983. And if y'all remember back in the day, how many of you would remember, and this is gonna, this is gonna separate generations, I hope that it's okay. How many of y'all remember Saved by the Bell? Yeah. Zach Morris had that phone. It was like, it was like this big. And he's walking around. Anyway, that was, that was one of my role models back in middle school. True confession. That's why I, and later I ended up with, with blonde tips in my hair. Anyway, um, that stage has passed. But I remember growing up, and in our house, first of all, we had a house phone, number one. How many still hanging on to the house phone? You're like, well, what if the cell phones die and I gotta make an emergency call? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> in my house, we had, we had 
for most of my life growing up, we had one phone in the house and we didn't have upstairs, downstairs phone, you know, in our rooms and stuff. We had one house phone. And if you wanted to have some privacy, you had to get an extension phone cord either to take the whole phone unit or you had to go to Radio Shack. Does that even exist anymore? You have to go to Radio Shack and get one of those ginormous like 150 foot coil phone cable cords that you would stretch out. And actually this is more my sister than myself, but I, you, know, you would see the phone and you would see the cord literally going down the hallway, up the stairs and into her room under the door because the door was shut so she could have privacy to talk to her friends. But here's the a, here's a problem with that cord is that the moment that you came back to hang it up, do you remember what would happen to this cord? It would just turn into this giant rat's nest. See, some of y'all younger, the millennial, y'all don't have a clue what I'm even talking about, and that's okay. That's okay, like, why, why would you do that? It's like, you gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. But Marty Cooper helped us out. He brings the, the wireless cell phone technology, and, and now we have it all today. Like, this isn't even a phone anymore. This is a full-blown computer. It is a smartphone because it's smart and makes us feel sometimes really dumb. Anyway, but here's the deal. How, how many of y'all with your cell phone have ever been in a spot where you were either uh, working, this also works for a computer, but something that you're not connected to as a cord, and you're, you're working on your computer, you're working on your phone, or you're trying to communicate with somebody, or maybe younger generation, you're playing Fortnite, you're just on the edge of a victory royale, getting ready to do your dance, and you look up and there's 1% battery life. What do people say? I'm dying. I'm dying, somebody. Has anybody got a cord? Anybody got a cord? I know now Samsung's like, just touch your phone to somebody else's. They will gladly give you their battery life. No, they're not. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Nobody sharing their battery with you. That's, that's almost as precious as gold. I have this thing now and I've had it for you know, a few years and, and, uh, and I'm realizing the battery life just slightly shorter. You know, just it kind of, where, where it used to be at 80% at a certain time now, looking, it's like 32%. I'm like, what happened? I'm not even on this thing, what happened? And it's amazing is that the longer it's disconnected from its power source, eventually it's gonna run out of power. And I think it's ironic, I'm guilty, let me be, I'll, I'll be the one that's confessing this morning. I wonder how often I've treated God the exact same way. God, I got this, I got, you know, I got, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling strong. You know, I went to church last week, it got pumped up, worship was really good, and uh, you know, disconnect from the cord, I got this. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, starting to get a little, starting to get a little tired. Thursday comes around, things are kind of getting a little tense at work. Friday, everyone's a little kind of a little, little snippy at home. A couple arguments going on, taking maybe a little bit, maybe go a little more real, a little more deep. Some of the, the temptations that Monday through Wednesday are like, man, I'm, I'm crushing these things. They're not even a problem for me anymore. Come Friday, come Saturday, you're like, I did it again. Why? Why are you getting weak? Why are you struggling? because we're not connected to the power source. Usually two things happen in this particular context. We're living our own life, we're doing our own thing, we're operating on our own strength, we're, uh, we're living in a whole different set of priorities that would be different from what God is trying to establish in our lives. And usually one of two things happen, either we blame God for, for allowing things to go wrong, for not we think, not being there with us and for us in those moments. Or maybe we run back to God, we, we humble ourselves before the Lord, we, we, uh, we repent, we, 
we, we say, God, I'm sorry. We get plugged back into the source. We get pumped up. We get rejuvenated. Maybe, maybe you call somebody and they kind of give you an encouragement. Maybe you make it back to church the following week and, and something really good. Somebody prays for you and you're feeling good. And then you just go back. All right, I'm good now. And we go back and we do it all over again. So if you're taking notes today, and I really hope you are because I believe that I believe God wants to, to speak something to you. Something's going to stand out in this message, whether it's a, a point that I make or something that God puts in your heart. Uh, but we encourage people to take notes because you're going to have not just a Sunday, you're going to have a Monday through a Saturday. That's what we're speaking to today. And so I want you to have something that you can go back on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day it is and remind yourself of what God is speaking in your life to encourage you and to continue to strengthen you as you walk in who God's created you to be. So the, the, the message title today, uh, turn to somebody next to you and say, stay connected. Stay turn to somebody else and say, stay connected. <clears throat> Y'all are kind of quiet today. Y'all are making me work. Sometimes I think it's funny. I can't, my wife right now is, um, she does so much obviously with our, with our worship team. I cannot wait until she's up here with this thing on, doing some preaching, because she's, I'm just gonna tell you, she's gonna tell you, and you know, hurts my pride a little bit, but she's a much better um, preacher than I am, much better. And, uh, and I always laugh because in some places, I have some friends where, you know, they, like it's Mother's Day, so I'm gonna make my wife preach today. I'm like, why are you gonna make your wife work on Mother's Day? Why don't you let her have a seat in the front row and you preach? And so I, just, I can't wait to unleash her on all of you and on this region and on our podcast because it's going to be incredible. But today she gets to chill in the front row even though she didn't chill because she was leading worship and working all that. Anyway, so we're going to go and read uh, to our main passage today. So will you turn to John chapter 15? It's in the New Testament, one of the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's the fourth book of the New Testament. John was uh, one of the disciples of Jesus. And um, funny enough, he's kind of a funny guy. I think he would have been kind of fun to hang out with maybe. He, there's multiple times throughout the book of John where he kind of brags on himself in the third person. Anyway, that's a different detail. But I want to read this to you today because these are uh, John accounting the words of Jesus. And this, I really do feel like this may be one of the most impactful pictures when it comes to growth that we get from the Bible, literally words coming directly from Jesus. I'm gonna read verses one through eight, and, uh, and I would even encourage you outside of today, like the, the verses uh, nine through I think 15, are they tie into this as well, but for the sake of time and what we're doing today, maybe I'll hit those verses next week, uh, but it's super powerful. So let me read this to you. I'm reading it from the New Living Translation. And uh, you can pull it up on your phone, download that free, that uh, version Bible app, or it'll be on the screen behind me. And again, this is Jesus talking. This is what he says. He goes, I am the true grapevine. We got a kind of an analogy, a word picture. You can visualize this. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will bear even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Verse four, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. That is such, I just wanna give you permission, if you don't know, if you have a Bible, you under, get a pen, get a highlighter, you highlight the mess out of verse four. Verse five, yes, again, it's almost like he's trying to 
reaffirm what he just said. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. No confusion about what the analogy is here. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do some things. Don't you love when preachers do that? They just want to see if you're paying attention. Anyway, apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me, and check this out, and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to the Father. I love that, that verse, that part of verse four. Apart from me, you can do nothing. In the Passion Translation, it says, when you live separated from me, you are powerless. I love that. When you are separated, when you live separate, separated from me, you are powerless. I know there's one verse there that maybe for some people you can get hung up on, and, and we're not gonna teach about that this morning. I'll reference it quickly, but the whole thing like, you know, it's uh, if, if you're doing this and you, anything that you request, anything you ask, it will be granted. And you're like, well, there's a whole lot of stuff I've been requesting and it hasn't been granted. There's a whole lot of stuff that I've been praying for and it still hasn't happened yet. But here's the thing. When you are a branch that is connected to the vine, guess where the nutrients and the source comes from to feed not just what you are, but what you're gonna be, what you're gonna need, what you're gonna be passionate about, the fruit that's gonna be produced in you. It's not gonna come from the outside back into the vine. It's gonna come from the vine into the branches. So here's the beauty of being abiding in Jesus, remaining in him, staying connected to Jesus as the vine, is that actually over time, you get filled with the things that follow the desire in the heart of God. So all of a sudden, you're, I noticed this in my life. I remember, I, I literally remember the season of my life where this, where this changed in my mind, where I went from being someone who was treating uh, God like he was a genie in a bottle all I had to, okay, anyway. Yeah, anyway, I, I didn't want to do that, you know, but that was how I treated him. I didn't want a Christina Aguilar Jesus anymore. I knew realized that Jesus had more for me, but it, there was a moment where my prayer life was, God, I need this, I want this, I need this. If you could do this, that would be great. That person was really mean to me, why don't you take care of them? And that was my prayer life. And you know what? A lot of did not get answered. And I remember having moments, even as a teenager, and it's weird to talk about my wife's sitting here. God, you know, I want to marry that person because I, kn I know what I want. <laughs> I know that that's the right person for me. God's like, you crazy? We're just, we're just going to leave that one alone. And then you go back, you're like, dear Jesus, thank you for not answering so many of those prayers. How often are you praying for something where God's kind of smiling and shaking his head and you're frustrated because it isn't happening, but you just don't get it yet that God's like, you, you just don't understand what I have for you. If you, if you did, you wouldn't be asking for this when, you, when I'm trying to give you this. And now I can look back after 18 and a half years of marriage and realize that back then God was saying, you're asking for this? And I was trying to give you this? That was gonna give you, well, lots of things. Anyway. God's good. But this is what happened. 
the more that I began to grow in understanding that I don't exist for God to serve me. I exist as a son, as a child of God who comes from him. I exist to serve him. All of a sudden, my prayer requests began to change. What was feeding the desires, we're like, you know, people always want to quote, well, you know, doesn't the Bible say that God's going to give me the desires of my heart? Yeah, 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 it does talk about that. But what's more important is for you to get God's heart. Because when you have God's heart, then the desires of your heart begin to be the desires of God's heart. And it begins to transform the way that you think. It begins to transform the way that you live. It begins to transform your expectations. And I'm telling you, it's, you're like, well, that just sounds selfish. God just wants me to do what he wants to do. It's like, no, I, you just you got, you got to go there. You got to take that step of faith and realize that, man, God's a good God. You know, he, he's our heavenly father. I know today's Mother's Day, but he is our heavenly father. And where the vast majority of so many people in our world now either have a negative father experience or no father experience. So when we hear the Bible talk about God being our heavenly father, it's kind of hard to wrap our minds around it because maybe your concept of a father is something that is something you're not trying to hang on to. But God says, hey, even a good father wants to give their kids good gifts and do good things. How much more the heavenly father who from him, everything that comes from him is out of pure, pure love. A heavenly father that loves you so much that he was willing to take his one and only son, John 3, 16, and let him bear the weight of the punishment that we deserve for our sin. Not just so that we could be sin free, but so that we could be in intimate relationship with the father. That's the type of, that's the type of heavenly father that wants to put his heart inside of you because you're gonna start asking for different things. You're gonna start praying a different way. You're gonna, you're gonna start living a different way and it's not gonna be because you are trying to manufacture a religious lifestyle by don't do this, do this, don't do that. Here's my list of, of you know, my rules that I have to follow so that I can be a Christian. That's not how it works though. That's not how it works. Because the more that you do that, I'm telling you, your battery life is just gonna because you're trying to do it on your own strength. Jesus is literally in this, in this passage from John 15. I can almost, almost, you can almost see intensity in the words, like as if he's trying to like look you square in the eye and like help you to understand that, listen, I want such intimate relationship with you. I wanna be so close with you and, and you so close with me. I want you to understand that the fruit that is gonna be produced from you is not gonna be something that you accomplish because you worked hard as a religious person or as a Christian. It's gonna be something that is the byproduct that comes out of your life because of the, the, the deep intimate connection that you have with God. It's just a mindset shift I think that has to happen there. Your growth is determined by your connection to the power source. Your growth is determined by your connection to the power source. Now, um, I wanna break this down just a, a little bit further and, and if you can keep up with it, great. I just want you to kind of let this absorb. Your source is gonna be what fuels your growth. Your growth is going to fuel your mission. Everybody lives on mission. Mission is not an optional component is just a matter of whatever your life is being lived or used for is the mission that your life is being given to. So everybody has one. 
People are like, well, you know, I'm living on mission. Be like, everyone's living on mission. Some of them are just more life-giving than others. <laughs> some of them are more productive than others. Some are more self-focused and some are more outward-focused. Some are more God-focused and some are more, they don't get the God thing. They're just trying to be a good, everyone's got a mission. But your source is gonna fuel your growth. Your growth is going to fuel your mission. Your mission will fuel your purpose. Your purpose will fuel, will fuel your priorities. Your, your priorities, easy for you to say, will fuel your habits, and your habits will fuel your commitments. And that's a lot. I realize that's a lot. Um, maybe write that, take a picture, write that. I don't know. That's something that for me, that all week I've been, I, I felt like God gave that to me, and I keep going back to it and just kind of reading it over and over again because it helps you to break down literally every aspect of where your life currently is to be able to even uh, reverse engineer that whole process to go back to checking what is my source. Because if your source is not Jesus, here's the deal. We think, uh, I used to think that if you're not plugged into Jesus and you're plugged into something else, then it's just a different power. But what that verse tells me is that apart from Jesus, it doesn't say you can do different things. It says apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. When you're disconnected from Jesus, you are powerless. You don't have power. So you're literally running on empty. You're literally running on your own strength, which I'm telling you, you may think you're stronger than the person next to you, and you may be, but it's not going to sustain. It's not going to last. There has to be this connection to Jesus. So many people kind of do it almost in the opposite, but it ends up creating a different product. Uh, some people say, my past and my pain is what fuels my habits. My habits, based on either self-preservation or self-focused preference, Dicta uh, they dictate whether I will or will not commit and where my priorities will be, which blocks your purpose and it hinders your mission. And there is absolutely no growth in that because there's no power coming into your spiritual and your physical system because you're disconnected. Stay connected. Stay, if you've, if you've disconnected this week, come back. If you've never connected to Jesus, now is your moment, because I'm telling you, being a, a Jesus follower, I talked about this last week, doesn't make everything magically disappear and all of a sudden you're in this utopia where, where you're never troubled and, and you're never bothered and you never have trials. <clears throat> but what it does mean is that you have the same world that you're facing, but now you have a power source. Now you have something that's going to empower you to to live the life that before you thought was impossible, to be the person that God says that you, you are, but you, maybe you don't see it yet, but now you can begin to walk in it, to have the impact in the world around you that before you thought, man, I'm not good enough, I don't have the, you know, I'm not gifted enough, I'm not talented enough, I'm not courageous enough, I'm not bold enough, and, and we put ourselves in this little box and well, God's gonna use somebody else, and we begin to realize, no, God can use me. I, I, I do have something to say. I do have words to share. I do have a testimony that is worth people hearing. I want to give you one thing, and this is where I'm going to wrap this up. I want to give you something kind of tangible here, because I think the question would be, how do I remain in Christ? How do I stay connected? And so again, this will be something that either you can write down or you can take a picture of. But I just want you to be able to see it. I've got some reference with this, but we're not going to go there and read those Bible verses today, but I want you to see it. But here are just some very easy, basic things. And the answer is, first of all, um, is that both being connected in, in Christ is a belief and an action. It's not just an action, 
minus belief. It's not just a belief and you just sit back and wait for everything to happen. It is a belief and an action. It is faith and it is deeds. It is something that you believe. It's something that you have faith for. It's something you can't do on your own. It's something you have to trust God. And it's something that you walk out. That's the, that's the Christian faith. It is faith and then it is deeds. The faith is what connects you to God. The faith is what brings you to a place of salvation. And there are many experiences of faith as you grow. Things that you have faith for when you first start with Jesus, later down the road as you follow him, you will have faith for greater things. So it, but it starts with faith and then the deeds or the fruit that is produced out of your life, it's not like, okay, the, the deeds are not a list of rules. Like we, ha we have to grasp that because there's nothing life-giving about living a religious life following rules. Faith puts our hope in who Jesus is. It connects us to his Holy Spirit. It puts his, his word in front of us so that we can grow and learn. And we'd be like, oh wow, maybe I'm not supposed to do that. Okay, it's not because that's a rule now that I have to follow. It's because that's not gonna be something that comes out of my connection to Jesus. My connection to Jesus is gonna produce a different thing. I started off reading out of Galatians chapter five and and if you, to, if you were to back up a couple of verses into verse 19, it talks about the condition or the fruit, you would, uh, you know, so to speak, of someone who is not connected to Jesus. And it's the stuff that we would all recognize. It's, in all honesty, it's the stuff that we've all done. It's the stuff that in some, some way, shape, or form, it, it was a part of who we used to be. Filled with sin, filled with death, filled with immorality, filled with the things that are actually breaking humanity apart. And then he goes on in verse 22 and 23 to say, but, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God that lives inside everyone who puts their faith in Jesus, is this. And it goes on, you're like, yeah, I wanna do that. Like if you had to choose between negative stuff happening in your life or the fruit of God happening in your life and it was as easy as doing that, we would all choose the fruit that God wants to produce inside of us. And I would say, you know what? We do complicate it. We do make it harder than it really is. But, gosh, God wants to see something great happen in your life. So let me, let me read these to you, and then we're going to be wrapping this up. And, uh, and Josh, even if you want to come back up on the keys, I'll be, now's a good time. Thank you so much. Here's where we start. Number one, you, you, you're believing Jesus is God's son. It's really as simple as starting at that point. 1 John 4.15 is a reference there. And again, this, I'm trying to give you something where if you're taking notes or you're taking pictures, whatever, I'm speaking, I'm giving you something that you can do Monday through Saturday to go and open up the word of God, even if you're looking at one verse and saying, believing Jesus is God's son. Number two, receiving Jesus into your life as savior and Lord. It is so big to understand the different components of what Jesus, the role that he plays in your life. He's not just your savior, he's also your Lord. And in America, we don't really understand Lords that much. You almost have to go back to a different time where there, you know, lords that, you know, you, you submitted yourself to a lord. You, you served a lord. There were things that you, that you did that, that, that you wouldn't have done on your own because there is a lord in your life. Jesus is our lord. Jesus is our savior. Number three, obeying and doing what God says. Like, well, but isn't that the religious stuff of just obeying, obeying rules? No, that's not what it's about. Because if you read in that John chapter 15, it talks about that those who love God, actually because you're connected to Jesus and you're filled with the love of Jesus, your life begins to do the things that God is asking you to do. Not because he's given you rules to live by, but because he's given you food inside of your spirit that will help you produce the fruit that God's trying to bring outside of you. 
Number four, continuing to believe the good news, continuing to believe the word of God. And I would encourage you today, if you're not spending time in your Bible consistently, then, then you need to start. If you don't know where to start, then ask somebody who does, because in here is not a religious book. In here is the book of life, a life-giving book that is going to give you what you need to live the life that God's created you to live. Number five, and this is a big deal right here, stay faithfully connected to your church, the community of Jesus' followers. John 15, 12, it comes out of the same uh, chapter where we just read. And number six, spend <laughs> I got ahead of myself, spend time daily in God's word. Psalm 119, 105, it says that, that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I love that. God's word is not meant to put you in a box. God's word's actually meant to open up the world to you. Thanks again for listening to the Convo Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message, do us a favor. Subscribe to this podcast, rate and review us on iTunes, and share our podcast with your family, friends, and team members. If you live in the Reno area, come and be a part of Convo Church. Check us out on ConvoChurch.com and follow us on social media at Convo Church. We'll see you next time here on the Convo Church Podcast.